0: Welcome to another episode of Good Morning Camera. And listen, this is a jam-packed show because we have a lot to get through. There's some new rumors coming from the Fujifilm medium format camp. I'm excited to talk about that. There was a new camera announced just yesterday, maybe two days ago, barely two days ago from Nikon. And we're going to dive deep on that one. That one's a special one. And we're also gonna talk about the firmware updates that Panasonic is bringing to their mirrorless line. And not just the firmware updates, but what it means for the Panasonic ecosystem. But first, Anthony, we got a sponsor. We got a sponsor of the show. (laughs) This is monumental.
1: we're getting we're getting legit, man. Like, what is this, 13 episodes in? It's lucky number legit?
0: 13. I don't know why they excluded on the buildings. 13 is lucky. <laughs> Matt Sundin, let's go. Uh, let me read the copy here for you. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by PrismCare.com. PrismCare is a monthly membership for creators that protects and covers all your creative gear, regardless of its age, for one low monthly fee. Pick your plan and get instant access to perks like free camera and sensor cleaning, monthly promo codes for photo printing, discounts Mm. on creative gear, and more. Hey, I'm already enticed. When you say and more, I'm enticed. (laughs) That is Prism Care with a Z or a Z if you're feeling adventurous. Go to prismcare.com for a free 14-day risk-free trial. That's a free 14-day risk-free. You see how I threw the free in there twice? That wasn't in the copy, but I, I said it twice. Listen, it's a 14-day risk-free trial and have all your gear covered instantly. Prism Care, they care so you can create. I don't know how I feel about the last line, but I mean, Anthony, listen, you have all your gear covered, no matter where it's from, how old it is, just going online exactly. with the click of a button.
1: This is uh, that's I mean this is every content creator's worry. So you know I'm glad we got
0: something going on like this. Yes. Uh, and this is gonna this is gonna be essential. I, listen, I, I'm I'm flying out soon, and I I'm I'm probably just gonna do this right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just do this right now and not have to sweat. Get it so, out of the way. Yeah. I I'm never heard of something like this before. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You guys can do it to prisoncare.com and many thanks for helping sponsor this show. Let's get into it, Anthony. We're gonna talk about the Panasonic firmware update that's bringing external raw recording to the S1 and S5. And really what I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about quickly is what this means for the Panasonic space. Does this have you more optimistic? Does it have you excited? Or are you kind of like tempering your expectations? Because for me, you know, this comes with a caveat that you need the external specific mm-hmm. recorder uh, from Blackmagic to, to, to get these features, right? But I want to hear yeah. your opinion on this because you do a lot of videos. So, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, it definitely is. It's it's interesting to hear, uh, and I think this is honestly the the way that uh, things are going. Like it, we're we're comp- we're putting high end features into some of like the somewhat lower end these still s1 and s5 are not exactly low-end cameras but in terms of panasonic realm they are kind of the the mid-range right so this is interesting and i feel like they're really digging their heels and separating themselves in that kind of pro realm uh from like when you're comparing them to other camera manufacturers right so we talked about this in the last kind of discussion about panasonic they push other brands like canon nikon and sony to really kind of step it up because like the real uh, videographers are going to be absolutely psyched about this. Um, but raw recording does take uh, some serious work. Uh, and it does, it's a, they're fat files, right? So, um, that being said, like the classic Panasonic shooters, they're the pro video shooters. They're going to be excited to get this, but I don't know how essential it is for everybody. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Yeah. You know, this is not. Uh, headline news, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. It might be for the select few that own an S1, S5, yeah, and yeah. invested in the space. However, this is the thing you know, when I saw this headline, and the reason I wanted to talk about it today is I love when ca- uh, camera brands take this approach of trying to mm-hmm. squeeze out as much as they can out of an existing product rather than sitting back and waiting for a new product to introduce these things. And when I look at something 100%. like this, you know, I, I think I, I, if my best guess would be is that Panasonic is really trying to figure out a lot of these software things, just maximize what's available, and then bring mm-hmm. them all together as day one for the GH6. They sort of pre-announced it. Yeah. Um, it just has me more excited for them. And, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. The industry talks about this, you know, autofocus are they going to bring phase detect <laughs> like that's sort of the one thing they're lagging behind on you know they're lagging yeah. behind on that because the the sort of not I wouldn't say average consumer the average sort of content creator prioritizes that and it's something that other brands will heavily tout and they're kind of lagging behind there but if you're a filmmaker i mean most of the time you're manual focusing anyway right so I'm, I'm, I'm looking sure. at this and I'm thinking, man, it's like every month or so, it seems like we're talking about something Panasonic and something that they're bringing to their user base, something that they're upgrading and some sort of ex- uh, additional value that you didn't get day one. I, I don't know how you can be yeah. upset about this.
1: You, yeah, 100%. And honestly, for, for me personally, I need to make content fast. Uh, and I mean, you've seen some of my work, the The vast majority of the, my video work is really like pre set up and happens at like the click of a button. Uh, and ever since I got the Roland VR One HD, uh, it's a video like switcher and mixer, uh, I've realized that a lot of things that I used to shake my head at are now kind of acceptable. Uh, if it means and that's a big if it means and that I can shoot, edit, and publish faster. Um, so that's why I say like, this is really exciting for those Panasonic shooters, uh, but for me personally, uh, it's kind of like a yes and no kind of kind of answer. Super exciting because on the flip side, I do actually want to get into some higher end like documentary stuff later on down the road. I, I love telling stories and things like that, um, and it's exciting when I get to that kind of realm. Um, I can I can't imagine what the cameras are going to be like when that kind of comes about, but yeah, yeah. right now I love the fact that I could just do everything with a flip of a button and on the vr1 hd i'm actually recording in 1080p uh, and 60p which is kind of like a no-no for a lot of videographers Uh, but for like talking head videos and stuff like that uh, it's no longer super essential for me to be in 1080p or 4k 24 frames per second right Right. so raw recording that might be a bit much for me you know yeah
0: yeah you know, at the end of the day, and let's wrap this up here because we have some more stuff to talk about, but the cards are lining up, okay? Uh, th- this is Yu-Gi-Oh. He's getting all the cards. The heart of the cards are here. It's coming together. Maybe it's a blue-eyes white dragon. Uh, maybe it's Exodia. Anyone that doesn't know Yu-Gi-Oh, I've completely lost them on this reference, but it seems like <laughs> all the cards are lining up for Panasonic for an amazing release with the GH6, so I'm excited for that. But we got to talk about so- about something that actually came out will not come out. It's been announced officially. And we alluded yeah. to it in our last episode. And that is the Nikon ZFC, the Nikon Z football club, a brand new team introduced uh, in the MLS. No, no, I'm kidding. Listen, it, it, is, it is a retro styled APS-C camera from Nikon. I, hey, Nikon, side note, side note, hey, Nikon, come here for a second. Side note, we have a long history, okay? One of the first the first DSLR that I paid for that I saved up for on my own was a D90. Okay, I invested a yeah. lot, you guys. Then I went to a D7000, D800. We have history, guys. I don't know I don't know what happened. Why are you not sending the Good Morning Camera crew some love? Send <laughs> us this gear. We'll sign the NDA. We'll stop talking about it when you tell us to, okay? We know how to play baseball. Send us the gear so we can talk about it from a first-hand experience. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) Back on topic. Uh, The camera has been announced. I I want you to talk about some of the the key features here. What are the notable features here, uh, Anthony?
1: Yeah, so really interesting uh, to see this kind of camera come out. And I just I love listening to the Nikon reads and like ads. It was just so funny. Uh, and I'll get to that in a sec. But uh, essentially what uh, this camera is, it's a retro stry- style Nikon camera. It shoots 4K video with no crop. It has this like Canon flip out like screen on it. Uh, I think the best way to kind of sum it up is it's kind of like a Nikon Z50 uh, with some slight video upgrades and honestly it kind of looks like the Fuji X-T30 or X-T3 and I I was just like I thought that was so funny that uh, the whole Nikon promo was essentially everything that you know a lot of these Fuji shooters have been saying for a long time so (laughs) I thought that was kind of humorous.
0: Yeah yeah and again I think your sort of uh, illusion of that a Z50 in a retro body is pretty apt um, I'm looking at this thing, and, and especially the top, it just has the, the old film camera Nikon FM2, uh, or sorry, F2 kind of styling um, in, in, when you look at the top angle. The, the thing for me that is that, you know, there's so many opinions on this. There's so I read an article uh, where some people that are in the Nikon Z system are thinking that Nikon's lost their way and that kind of stuff. And truth be told, a lot of these people, a lot of these pundits, it's, it's hard to take it seriously, especially when you haven't gone hands-on, um, and sometimes they're so close to the creator space, they fail to realize the bigger group behind them that may not be as, you know, fluent in this space as they are. I'm looking at this mm-hmm. camera, and I think we talked about it before. Nikon has the features, the guts now to make compelling creator products, whether it's photo or video they offer a lot yeah. for you to get stuff done. And looking at this product, looking at its price point, you know, the ability to live stream, the ability to flip the screen and vlog in a small form mm-hmm. factor, the ability to plug in an external mic very easily, their Snapbridge app. Hey, give them some credit. A lot of updates over the last couple of years, and it works incredibly well, better than some offerings <laughs> from other manufacturers, okay? Okay. They have a lot going on. If you want to bring this into your office, use it as a webcam as well. You can do that too. Their autofocus, which they've upgraded time and time again, and I was just using the Z5, the eye detection, it didn't fail me in any condition that wasn't unrealistic, you know, where it wasn't completely dark, right? So I look at this camera, it's a good sensor with this uh, features around it with a Z mount, And I think this is a good addition to their lineup. What would have me worried is if this was sort of their first crack at mirrorless. You know what I mean? Like the people saying, has Nikon lost their way? (laughs) Uh, Relax, relax. They've been fleshing out the Z system. They've been uh, uh, introducing lenses. And even though I'm not an active user, I'm not going to sit here and and cast stones because they're they're establishing what they're doing and they're bringing this in addition to. They're saying, hey, we have over 100 years of history in this space. Let's bring some of that heritage. We've done it before in an offshoot. Let's bring some of that back in something that's more uh, it, more targeted toward the uh, the user that's graduating from a mobile device in a way.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what I want to see. Okay. I want to see cameras come out from manufacturers that are different and unique looking compared to the rest of the lineup. And that's where like, I'm so glad that Nikon is kind of on board with the Fujifilm kind of realm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Fuji makes unique cameras, like, not many cameras look like Fuji cameras. The X-Pro3, oh my gosh, beautiful camera, uh, and, like, th- that's that's what carves Fujifilm out uh, from, like, the pack, right? And I think this is a good move from Nikon, and they, they've they've already really stepped it up with video. Like their video has, has gone from like non-existent video to very high end video with like the Z6. That was pretty crazy. The jump that they kind of made. So I think this is a, the right way to do it. Uh, And like I said, when I was watching those uh, Nikon promos, they're saying like, this is the camera that you're going to carry with you everywhere. It's so small. Mm. It's like, it's a crop sensor. So we can make really small, fast prime lenses. Uh, And that's why I was saying it's it's so funny, like that's the reason why we are so pumped on Fujifilm is because of those reasons. But I'm glad to see Nikon
0: is kind of on board uh, in that kind of uh, realm. Yeah, yeah. And you listen, uh, we want to go hands on. You know, I I want to go hands on before we kind of talk about uh, any in depth you know opinions about this camera. Uh, And not to sound like I'm just you know rainbows and roses everywhere. Uh, The one thing that has not me concerned, but it's just like. Oh, it might, might disappoint is sort of like the manufacturing of it. Like, how does it actually feel? Are the top and bottom plates, uh, are they a form of plastic or is it aluminum? Like the dials, like how it feels again, when a camera looks good and it feels good, you're going to want to pick it up. So that's the first thing I'm going to look out for when we go hands on is how does that actually feel in the hand when you're actually out and shooting with it enough of this Nikon talk. We've given them enough airtime, Anthony, because we have one more thing to talk (laughs) about here and it is coming out of the Fujifilm camp. Um, Some interesting stuff came out because we've talked about Mm -hmm. this before. There's rumors of a Mark II version of the GFX 50S and they're saying that they're going to take essentially the 100S that, you know, released and put the sensor of the original 50S in there. So you don't get a lot of those innovations. You don't get the phase detect autofocus among some other things, but it's supposed to have IBIS. And here's the big thing. It's supposed to be around $4,000 US, which is (laughs) really expensive for many, many users. But looking at this space, you know, that's incredibly cheap for a sensor that large. And, and, you know, a lot of people might knock that it's an old sensor. If you are in a controlled environment, and, and especially in the studio, I look at some images that I shot with that sensor, and they are Immaculate like there's no denying that this produces gorgeous gorgeous results My question to you though is that if this comes in at 4,000 you're you're essentially in the range of you know R5s uh, of a7 R4s right Uh, well under something like the alpha 1 Okay, this sort of high resolution premium imaging solution Can this product with a sensor that old in this package at this price Compete effectively with these full-frame offerings.
1: Yeah, it's interesting um, that these cameras, they're, they're kind of saying, like, it's going to be capable of resolving 100-plus megapixels for for that price. That's... That's super impressive. That's actually really crazy to think about. Uh, and the point that I was kind of thinking about when you were kind of pitching this idea is remember when like the 5D Mark II and three kind of came out and it was like, oh my gosh, like this is expensive, but like it's fantastic. Think about how much better these cameras are at like a very similar price to the original like 5D Mark II or III uh, and all the pros that that come with shooting with a larger kind of sensor, right? Uh, so that's what I was kind of interested in. I think this actually is going to very much change a lot of people's mind and, and convert a lot of those full-frame shooters into this kind of realm. That being said, I still think... Uh, the future is really pulling stills from high quality video. Uh, and I think that's going to be a transition Ooh. that's going to probably happen over a, a, the longer period of time. Interesting. But it's so interesting to think about. Like, remember that 5D, right? Like that 5D was expensive. Uh, but, I mean, it is going to convert a lot of people over to the medium format realm. It's yeah. becoming more accessible, right? Yeah. like, And that's, that's what's crazy about this whole thing. Yeah.
0: You know... It, the question, can it compete effectively? Um, it, I think it's really going to come back to the sort of marketing strategy. And again, if this camera comes out and there's some sort of differentiating feature, like there's something that kind of like sits above everything, makes it unique in a special way beyond just its price it makes that job easier. But it's really going to come back to the marketing team, getting it out there, getting it in the hands of people, which is hard in a COVID world. Because um, that price, again, it puts you in the conversation, it puts you in the ballpark. If you are purely a photographer, you know, this is something that's going to feel bulkier. The GF lenses are traditionally a, a bit bigger. Um, so the question is, are you willing to undertake that against some of the full frame offerings, especially when, you know, something like the autofocus maybe hypothetically might not be able to keep up, might be generations that old, That is. Right?
1: that is going to be a determining factor when we get our hands on this yeah um, it's going to be interesting to see now i was just on a a call with fuji uh, and they were saying that this whole chip shortage is really affecting like just the camera industry as a whole it's Mm. not just fuji film that's that's having these kind of issues so i'm not going to hold my breath on this particular release i feel like this is probably going to come maybe like, next year, uh, and it, 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 we'll see how, like, you vaccinations come. You think it's next year? Come.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see, like, the, think about this. They they released the, uh, the uh,
0: XH, what is it? XH2. Yeah. Uh, and wh- where is that camera? <laughs> hey, like, hey, uh, hey, let's, hey, put a, <laughs> put a pin in that. We got to save that for another episode. Hey, come on, don't, don't do this <laughs> yeah, to our exactly. listeners. Come on, man. <laughs> Give it away all the goods here. Um, over, under, you say next year, I'll say this year. I think this camera is going to get announced this year, and we'll loop back on this bet that we just made right now, unbeknownst (laughs) to you. Uh, Listen, uh, we could talk about any of these camera companies all day, but we got to wrap this up. And you know how we wrap the show up. Uh, My favorite segment, Creator Draft Picks. And we didn't actually Mm – I mean, you know what I'm going to pick, but I don't know what you're going to pick this time because I didn't even bother (laughs) to ask because I'm rude. You know what? Hey, listen. I'm, I, I, might be I, got a, I got. I got. I a got a guy. funny one for you.
1: Okay. <laughs> I got a funny one for you. So let me let's... hear
0: yours first.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good. Good call. Because if there's bombs, then you can save us. Guys, take <laughs> us <home>. <laughs> <laughs> So so background story to this draft pick Okay. So I was diagnosed with ADD in grade seven, and in grade eight, I was like, man, I'm not gonna like. Take these pills and I'll do all the stuff because, like, it just made you like a freaking zombie. And I think a lot of creators can relate to this. Part of having ADD is it's actually hard to fall asleep. Okay. Uh, A lot of creators have the same, same problem. So, fast forward to about two weeks ago, I decided to get a second dog. So, we got a puppy and I heard, I heard, this is actually pretty wild. So, I heard that if you play animals' music, it'll help them relax a little bit and go to sleep faster and i was like okay let me try this out i hop on youtube search calm puppy music and i found this youtube channel called relax my dog <laughs> and i settled on okay. Okay. i settled on, uh, wait for a gadget i settled on this channel because the videos are all like 15 hours long and they have three ads right in the beginning so you you could just skip over them and then you're not going to be like Interrupted or woken up in the middle of the night with Gadget screaming, good morning, yeah, and, you yeah. know, like the, the whole deal. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I found that this not only relaxed my dog, but it actually KO'd me, like, right out. Like, I was drop dead asleep when I started playing this music. So my creator draft pick is the YouTube channel Relax My Dog, Wow, And, you know, you got if you work a nine to five and you have trouble like falling asleep, a lot of creators out there, they down like seven Red Bulls before they get going in the morning. You got to try it. Dog or no dog gadget. Hey, relax, my dog on YouTube. You should try it out. Two things,
0: (laughs) two things. Number one, the way you started that, I thought it was going to be like CBD gummies. Like I thought that was just randomly going to be one of the picks. Uh, and number two, number two, you know, when it comes to creator no. draft picks, Anthony, I'm just here to get on base. I'm just here to get a single, a double. If I get a triple, fantastic. I'm not, but you come in here hitting home runs. You're hitting bombs out here. This might be your best pick. My guy here is telling you how to sleep better. This might be yeah. your best pick yet. Relax, my uh, dog, no, on sp- YouTube. Hit the subscribe button button and hey let us know let us know at henry's camera let us know uh if if you tried it out (laughs) reply on the on the post let us know let us know uh mine is definitely not as interesting (laughs) and i wish i had gone gone last yes Uh, (laughs) it is the think tank airport international v three version three i travel a lot and COVID interrupted a lot of those travel plans I am now about to embark on my first journey in this sort of post-COVID world, whatever that means. And for the longest time, Anthony, you know me. I, I, I have a, a ton of bags, but also I'm I, somehow I have a lot of bags, but I also scrutinize all these bags, okay? <laughs> you are, you are the, the most harsh on bags. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I always thought about getting a sort of carry-on luggage. So not a backpack, you know, but a carry-on. That it can be solely toward, predominantly toward gear and that kind of stuff. And I, I stumbled upon Think Tank, finally decided to bite the bullet, picked it up, got it. It's packed and ready to go. And I got to say, I haven't even flown with it yet, but I think I can give this my seal of approval. I've been, I've been strutting around my house. I went to the backyard. I've been trying different surfaces, <laughs> threw it on grass, on granite, uh, 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 on asphalt, all these kinds of things. And I am in love with it. It is super sturdy. The zippers are fantastic. They have the TSA locks on it. The actual inlays, when you put the little foam inlays in to separate things, they're firm, Anthony. They're firm. Yeah. Okay. They're they're not like Wonder Bread. These things stay there when I'm shoving a bunch of lenses, or hard drives, and cameras in there. I am in love with this thing, and I'm I'm flying out with it tonight, actually. Tonight I'm flying out with it. So yeah. if here's the thing. If I am not happy with it, I will mention it in our next episode. But for all intents and purposes, if you're looking for that carry-on as a creator, Think Tank mm-hmm. Airport International version 3.0, check this thing out. It is a bit pricey and it might make some people nervous. But anything you can invest in making your travel experience faster, easier, stress-free, it is absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it, Anthony. And with that... So,
1: so, well, wait, one comment on this. Oh, I was about I to wrap up the is... show.
0: I didn't even want to hear what you had to say, <laughs> but uh, fine, if you want to challenge my pick, go ahead.
1: One one comment on this. I cannot stress how important it is to get a bag with wheels, okay? Ooh, yeah, it, like, it, hey, it's got to I did this in I did this in college, uh, and people made fun of me. They called me like the old man and, you know, you're going to get it, Gadget. you're going to get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I I tell you, it was a game changer, and I just r- rolled everything around. I had a whole studio in mm-hmm. my think tank little rolling bag, man. Like back in the day, it was perfect. Yeah. People are going to disrespect this draft pick. Do not sleep on the think tank airport bags. Oh, yeah. They're, they're oh, yeah. I mean, I,
0: I like the fact that I can just now have a small uh, owner backpack with barely anything in it that's super, super light. My, my shoulders thank me for it, you know, and I got this handle yeah. and everything. Also, uh, anytime somebody in their twenties tells me back in my day, I don't know how to respond to that. Anthony. I don't know how to respond to that. How dare you? How dare you? Listen, that's enough. Oh, good morning home. camera. That's enough. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to rate the show so more people can find it and get in touch with us. At Henry's camera on social media. Let us know what you think of the show. Share it with your creator and photography and videography friends. And with that, I'm off. I'm, I'm heading out, Anthony. I'm, I'm getting on that plane. I'll, I'll see you in two weeks. I'm going to go listen to Relax My Dog. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one.